Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut the cake hole. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about the 16th episode of the first season of Supernatural, titled, I forget, what's it called? Shadow. Shadow. Titled Shadow. Jamie, what did you think? <laughs> okay, so I think this is a week where I'm going to just jump straight into my PSA. Please do. I do want to know what you think my PSA for this week will be. Um, don't touch people without their consent. While that is a brilliant PSA, it is not my PSA for this week. Oh, okay. That's a that's a Bethany's unsolicited yes. advice for later then. <laughs> yeah, that is Bethany's unsolicited advice. No, my PSA for this week is don't fucking litter. The first scene where the woman's walking down the alleyway, yeah. how much trash is on the goddamn ground? Did you look at that? Did you see all of the trash on the goddamn ground? Global warming is a thing. Don't fucking litter. <laughs> Jamie, I didn't see it because it was too dark. <laughs> so funny you won two rounds um yes no i agree please don't litter the earth is precious and but yeah so the scene where she's walking home from the bar because she's the waitress who's about to get murdered in yes her and her tiny still... little blue scarf yes yes and she's like walking through the alleyway and like the wind is blowing and it's just like trash mm. everywhere like so much goddamn trash how creepy is the shadow though sorry the yes the trash so much trash but <laughs> i'm sorry that i completely derailed your point yes there's a lot of trash and in hindsight, it does make me angry. Not that you even <laughs> saw it because the show's lighting was too dark. I mean, I saw the shadows, so. <laughs> Which arguably also dark. One thing I wanted to know about that scene, actually, where she's like walking down, she like bumps shoulders with that dude. Yeah. Okay, there is literally no one else on that path. There is no one on that whole fucking street. And it's like a good couple meters wide. I'm like, how did you not avoid each other? How did you. How. Like, I get those scenes when there's, like, it's a crowded corridor and you're kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, you're back. Like, that happens. That happens. Unless you're appropriately socially distancing, which you should be. But literally not another soul on this street. And she's like, I'm going to walk straight into this man. And he's like, I'm going to walk straight into this woman. And then they just do. And then they both, like, turn and, like, look at each other. Like, what's your problem? I'm like, bruh. Bruh, you could have moved. There was space. There was space. I'm sorry, this is so useless. This will probably all get cut, but like... I <laughs> doubt it. It annoyed me. <laughs> yes. But no, like that scene also kind of confused me because okay. it looks like she's walking down like a main street. Hmm. And then the next shot, she's in like an alleyway. I mean, I guess alleyways can come off main street. Yeah, but like you don't see her really like turn down the alleyway. Maybe Like it's... maybe I missed it because it was too dark, but also like I did see the trash. So like I think I'm seeing more than you are. <laughs> It's your glasses. I genuinely have no idea. Maybe they just like assume that you know that she moved. I don't know. I literally woke up and watched this episode at six o'clock this morning because I needed to watch it before you came around today. So I was mostly asleep. But yeah, maybe there's like the audience is supposed to just assume or like innately understand that she turned down a dark abandoned alleyway full of trash. Yeah, it just... (laughs) I mean, it makes more sense Mm. than other things on the show, so... Doesn't mean it gets a pass, though. No, it doesn't. Um, One thing that I found endlessly funny, one of those things that really dates the show, other than, like, the quote-unquote jokes, 
the voicemail. Did you listen to like all of the voicemails? They're so funny. Like I realize it's a television show and it's scripted, but my God, those voicemails sound so scripted and it's so funny. And also just the concept of voicemail, like from a landline in general, I just, wow. I don't even listen to the voicemails on my mobile, let alone a landline. Oh my God. Well, I didn't really notice the voicemails. No. <laughs> uh, that was not something I was paying attention to. I was watching the special effects. Mm. And I'm thinking, wow, the shadow special effect looks really good. Mm. And then the shadow murders her. And yeah. it straight up looks like they just got like a mister bottle with like some <laughs> fake blood in it. And, like, I, just, just it. I just spritzed it on the wall. I knew you were going to bring that. <laughs> it just... I was sitting right. there going, wow, this looks like... It looks okay. Like it doesn't look like... It's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. It's appropriate. Like it's... Maybe not the best special effect I've ever seen, but it's certainly not that. Like, it's not... It's passable. It's passable. It's yeah. perfectly acceptable. It's probably even kind of good. It's not brilliant, fantastic, oh my god, revolutionary. Yeah. But it's like... It's effective. It's good. And that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it like, she gets murdered and it's literally like, they're just like, they've got like a spray bottle and they're like, misting. <laughs> Like, what are the plant bottles that you get to, like, mist your plant? I was just going to say, you know when you've got, like, a cat and you're, like, trying to train it not to, like, scratch the couch or something and you're, like, spritz, spritz with a little bit of water? (laughs) That's what it looked like to me. And it was just, it's really weird because they already had, like, the demon in Shadow. So Mm. I don't know why they didn't just do, like, the murder in Shadow, if that makes sense, and just not worry about, like, the blood splatter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or make the blood splatter look more, like, visceral. Actually, the blood confused me again. You know how, I think in the first episode, you know I was saying it confused me how the blood went in every direction? Yeah. How does the blood go to her left? Like, the shadow demon, right? Shoves its hands, or hand equivalent, I guess, through (laughs) the back of her body, through her chest, supposedly grabbing her heart on the way through. So, back to front. Yeah. How does the blood go left? Like, the blood would go forward unless oh actually i guess they do say out i guess the heart has the like the obviously arteries that come out of it i the aortic valve maybe wow what a health student you are (laughs) well i can't remember of the names of the arteries so clearly not a very good one but maybe it's like leftover blood from the heart being see i didn't spurted i put sort of like the blood going everywhere down to the fact that they said that the demon or the spirit or the whatever the fuck. I think it's a shadow demon. Shadow specific. Yeah. yeah. That it's like animalistic and it tears its victims apart. Mm. So like obviously when they found the body it wasn't just like that the heart had been ripped out. It was yeah, like because it said that she was, she in, was pieces. in pieces. So I was just sort of assuming like the blood happened. Yeah. In that process. Also speaking of the scene where we find out that she was in pieces. Right. I love I love Sam being like, and what condition was she in? (laughs) I was just like, Sam, tactful. No, I love that they finally, finally had like a reason to be in the crime scene and the person letting them into the crime scene had a reasonable like thought process as to why it was okay to let them into the crime scene. Yeah, because the police were done with it. She's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like the police are done with it, I guess. Do whatever you want. Although weird that there was still blood. Like you'd think... You'd think that part of the, like, you'd think that would have been cleaned up somewhere along the way. I feel like there are, like, specialised companies that clean up previous crime scenes. (laughs) Not Bob, though I think Bob didn't do his job properly in this episode. Or maybe Bob just selectively left 
that one weird symbol that Dean makes with the masking tape. Which, can we talk about Dean making that weird symbol yes, with the masking please. tape? It's like the worst. Like, you, did you ever have like the, the like the, oh, they were like, like dot dots? Yeah, dot to dots. Yeah. Like, as a kid, yeah. it's like the worst possible one of them. But also, how did he know which dots connect to which I, dots? This has always bothered me because even knowing, even knowing, having watched this episode like, I don't know, three or four times, looking at the carpet, I'm like, I can't see the pattern. Even no. knowing that it's there, I'm like, I don't see it. Until he puts the masking tape down. And like, when he puts the tape down, I was like, oh yeah, I guess. But it's also like, there's blood fucking everywhere, bro. It looked like he just made it up. Oh, yes. No, that that has annoyed me. I think since the first time I watched it. <laughs> okay, let's talk about their security system, though. Like, like the companies like that she had? Yeah, like yeah. the security... It talks to her. I don't know about you, but I've worked with a lot of security alarms and they've never talked to me. They just kind of beep. Yeah, actually. You know, like, you know I've... it's armed or not armed by the fact it goes like, beep, beep, yeah, and beep. Or it has, like, a, a special light that goes over, yeah. like, armed or whatever. Yeah. I was like, where can I get this fancy alarm system that, like, tells me when the alarm is armed and when the alarm is not armed? Maybe it's like a Google Home and it's just like, intruder, alert, intruder, alert. But, like, in 2005. Yeah, well, we've just established they only have landline (laughs) voicemails, so. I also love the continuation of our favourite public conversation topic credit card fraud in the middle of the goddamn street (laughs) i spotted that too i was like this is what the fourth time they've just been casually discussing credit card fraud in like on a busy street broad daylight in the broad daylight not that it looks like broad daylight because it's supernatural (laughs) but i in in the in the dusk (laughs) i don't think I have ever noticed how often they talk about credit card fraud. But it's like we pointed out once and now every single episode I'm like... cannot unsee it. I can't unsee it. I'm not going to be able to watch the show without thinking all the time about where they're getting their money from and their credit card scams and how often they fucking talk about it. Which I guess they're just trying to establish. Like, this is how we have a seemingly magical endless supply of money, but, like, also... They established this, like, six episodes ago. They don't need to keep bringing it up in the middle of the street. Also, I love that Dean... I love that Sam's like, oh, yeah, whose money? And Dean's like, our money. What, you think credit card fraud is easy? I love how proud he is. He's like, I put effort into these into these forgeries. It is a choice that the characters make to be so open and honest about their crimes in the middle of, like, public. I mean, we've talked about how they're not subtle. No, this is just they, another, this is another episode where they have inappropriate conversations in a bar setting. Oh, God. They're in the middle of this crowded bar, mm-hmm. just casually talking about, like, what demon could have ripped this bar, like, the waitress apart. And it's, I, like, in the bar where the waitress used to I work. I was going to say, not just any bar, her old, like, employer. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of the bar, this is where I want to get into the don't touch people without their consent. When Sam spots Meg, right, across the room, and he goes to talk to her, he walks behind her, even though there is no one in front of her, and just places his hand on her shoulder, and then just kind of waits for her to react to it, instead of being like, oh, hey, Meg, or, like, going in front of her like a fucking normal person, he's like, oh, let me just grasp her shoulder lightly. I'm like, bro, don't touch people. Don't, especially in, like, like a public space, like a bar where people are drinking and you don't know who's been doing what and what their intentions are. You don't know fucking anyone. Don't just touch people. 
It's bad. And I get it. She ends up being a demon. But like, bro. Bro. Also, on Meg. Okay. Being yes. there. Very exciting. I was so happy last week when you said in your prediction that what you wanted was for a reoccurring female character. I was like, you're going to get it. You don't even know it, but you're going to get it. I was so excited. I was like, oh, really? Oh, well, we'll just have to wait and see, Jay. <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of not like mad about or anything, but also just kind of like, I think it would have been really cool if they hadn't established Mega's evil in Scarecrow. If mm. they had left her as a once-off character and then she shows up here. More ambiguous. More ambiguous. And so then you're sort of wondering, like, is she going to be a victim? Is she, like, is it a coincidence? Yeah. Is it not a coincidence? Is she evil? Then you've got sort of, like, I think the fact that they revealed that she was evil in Scarecrow mm. really undercut some of the tension they could have had in this episode. Yeah. And it really didn't pay off in Scarecrow, if that makes sense. Like, that episode didn't really need... Yeah, it didn't add anything to that no. episode necessarily. It, it sort of added a little bit of a cliffhanger, but you're right, the payoff of this episode is not really... doesn't really warrant it. Yeah. Although I do love Meg. I think she's a lot of fun. <laughs> I love when uh, when she's in the bar and, and she's like, oh, like, what are you doing here? And, you know, he's like, oh, I'm just in town visiting friends. And she's like, where are they? <laughs> it's like, Sam... <laughs> You didn't have to go with that lie. You could have said anything and she would have had no reason not to believe you. But also, like, she doesn't know. Mm, like, yeah. just because he's in town to catch up with friends doesn't mean he couldn't just go out for a drink by himself. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But he's not by himself. Dean is there and Dean yeah. is desperately trying to get Sam to introduce him. He's like, bro. <laughs> and after, like, the third time he does it and she just goes, dude, cover your mouth. Look, Iconic. Meg was ahead of her times. She was. She knew. She was like, you know, infectious diseases spread uh-huh. this way. Cover your mm-hmm. goddamn She's mouth. like, uh, hashtag masks up, people. But while we're talking about the bar scene and Dean being like, fucking introduce us. Yeah, yeah. The moment when she's like, oh, you should be ashamed of the way, like, you drag your brother up. And yeah. it's like, you can see on, it's that moment where you realize that somebody's been bitching about you behind your back. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like, mm hmm. And then Sam's like, fuck. Because <laughs> he can't be like, huh, I wonder where she heard that. <laughs> because, like, the other thing is, it's not just like, it's not vague. It's not vague. It's very mm. specific and it's mm. very accurate, which means that Sam has told her. It's yeah. not like something that she's just being able to like guess based on like some vague things that yeah. Sam has said about his brother. No, 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 no. Yeah. It is some very specific shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You know, and then like later in the episode, Sam and Dean are like having that like discussion and Sam's like, oh, imagine if it is the thing that like killed mom, like – you know, imagine if this all ended tonight and he's like, I could go back to school and listen. And Dean's like, oh, you're going to go back to school? And Sam's like, yeah, of course, bro. And Dean's like, okay. Like, he, you know. Sometimes it just hits you how lonely Dean is. Yeah. He's so alone. Like, literally, Sam wants a life. Dean wants a family. Like, Sam, when Sam's thinking about what he wants, he's thinking of, like, education, career, like, independence, like, freedom. And Dean is like, someone please love me. (laughs) Someone please just stay here and love me and don't leave me for some reason. Because, like, 
Mary left. Obviously, she didn't get a choice in that, but she no. did. When Mary left, John essentially left because he was never the same. He was never there. And Dean ended up being the parent to Sam, who then also left. But then John also left him again. Again. And this episode solidifies. And like the previous, was it the previous episode? Where they have the phone call and yeah. John's like, do not come looking for me. Like, Oh, home. So that was, was nine, I think. Oh, no, it wasn't home. No, that was in, I want to say Scarecrow. Yeah, it was a couple episodes back. Yeah. You know, Mary left him. John left him for the first time when he stopped being a Parent. father figure <clears throat> and became a drill sergeant, drill sergeant, essentially. And then Sam left him to go to college. And then John left him again. Yeah. And it's like and now... now- because of that, he finally got Sam back, and now Sam's like, well, yeah, as soon as I don't have to be here, I'm not gonna be here. And, like, fuck, man, because the other thing is, like, Sam has that, like, he wants to, like, go to school and do all these things, and, like, we kind of got a glimpse of it in, actually, the last episode with Megan, it, um, with Scarecrow it was, when, you know, Dean said to Sam, like, I wish I could stand up to Dad the way that you do, and, like, I envy you kind of thing, and... Throughout the series, you get the idea that Dean probably would have done what Sam did. He probably would have tried to get further educated. He would have tried to, you know, get out of hunting, but he doesn't feel like it's an option for him. You know, he has to be there for dad and it's for John, I should say. And it's become a point where he's like, well, this is all I'm good for. Where Sam doesn't feel like that. Sam still thinks, well, there's an end to this. And that end is when we find the thing that killed mum. Yeah. And then from that point, I will just go back to being a normal, quote unquote, civilian person. And this will never be relevant again. But yeah, you're right. It You just see like, he is just lonely. But also, let this is the first episode where we see interactions between John and the two boys. Mm-hmm. So for all of Sam's like talking back and fucking lip and all of his like, no, I'm not doing what you want me to do because you're the one who wants me to do it. Yeah. Sort of fucking attitude over the phone, etc. Anytime he's even vaguely interacted with John so far, he immediately falls back into yes, sir. I know. It's immediately. a lot of yes, sirring in that scene. And like, as much as in that moment, John is like, like he gets a bit teary and stuff and like he's talking to Sam and it's been too long or whatever. There is a lot of yes, sirring in that scene. Yeah. Like, as soon as they walk in, there is no familiarity. Like, I mean, there is, but it's... It's not the way you react to seeing your father who you love. It's the way you react to seeing your boss. Yeah, and, like, sure, your boss doesn't probably cry and tell you it's been too long, although I guess when it's been a really busy day, maybe they do. Even, like, when they first walk into the room, like, Dean immediately, like, bear hug. No words, really, just, like manly pats on the back yeah and then separate and it's like you haven't seen him in what six months probably at this point you know and then no hug for sam and and then it's not until they've had this like weird like it's been a while too long unshed tears manifesting in eyeballs hug you know and then even like after that like they're immediately disagreeing they're immediately at each other's throats like you can't come with me. Yes, you know, we're going to come with you. It's like, no. And But also, I'm just going to say that I'm. this is another situation where I'm actually with Sam. Yeah. I think them splitting up again is a fucking stupid idea. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, like, the brothers are John's weakness, blah, 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 blah. It's like, shouldn't you keep your weakness close to you then? Yeah. Where you can... Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. 
Because here's the thing, now that they've split up, what's to say that there's not another Doppler out there somewhere who's going to take one of the brothers' forms to try and lure Lure. John out? Yeah. You know, like, they know that there are supernatural beings that are capable of mimicking Mm -hmm. people. Or even if they get kidnapped again. Yeah, it's this case of, like, surely it would be safer to stick together and to deal with it together Mm -hmm. and to know like exactly what people are doing and to know like exactly where they are and who they're hanging out with and what demons they're fighting and what's the deal what's the deal and all that sort of stuff so you can know if you were going to be walking into an obvious trap versus if you're not you know what i mean yeah i refer to this as the first instance of are we stronger together or apart ism because this is a conversation that spans like the whole show between various characters. So sometimes it might be between, for instance, the one that we just seen with John, Sam, and Dean. Sometimes it's between Sam and Dean. Sometimes um, you've got other characters involved, like Cass is sometimes involved. And it's very much like we're weaker together. No, we're stronger together. We're weaker together. We're stronger together. And it's like they can't decide. It's like if we are together as a team, I am distracted because I'm worried about you. If we are apart, I am distracted because I'm worried about you. Like, it's almost like they can't win. Either situation, they're just constantly so worried about each other that they're distracted. And I guess that's kind of a... I guess it's kind of an occupational hazard of hunting is that you're going to constantly be paranoid about the safety and well-being of those you care about. But But I feel like it's easier to be less constantly paranoid about the safety of the people you care about if you know where the fuck the people that you care about are yeah and also this idea that like we're weak when we're together really bothers me because it's so the opposite of even what we teach little kids like the whole point is like no you are stronger together you are stronger as a team you are stronger when you work cooperatively and when you have backup and the whole is more than the sum of its parts. Yeah, you know, and it's true. Like, they work better as a team, you know, and it's also, it's like, fuck, the one time, the one fucking time John decides to give a shit, it's when he shouldn't go. <laughs> you know, like, he could have rocked up and seen them in home, but yeah. no. No. No, 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 no. He decides to rock up to see them when it's actually a trap. But no, so for me, it was just this. I, I don't know why you would split up. I mean, I said the same thing in Skin. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why you would split up. Like, it just, it opens you up to being able to be manipulated with the idea of people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they don't even have to catch someone and be kidnapping them and torturing them and shit yeah. for them to be able to use them against you. Exactly. Whereas if you know exactly where they are then they have to actually genuinely kidnap them to be able to use them against you. Like in Phantom Traveler, when they try and convince the air hostess that her mother's been in an accident, she was like, bitch, no, she wasn't. I just spoke to her. It's the same theory. She's onto it. She knows. (laughs) I just realised that we have a conversation about that one scene (laughs) in Phantom Traveler, like every episode since. It was iconic. Amanda is, she's the real MVP of Supernatural. (laughs) I did really want to quickly talk about how I like in this episode that we get a little bit more like playful banter, um, you know, between the brothers and just sort of in general. I liked that, um, you know, when 
Sam's asking, like, oh, did you get any useful information? And Dean's like, well, she's a Sagittarius, loves tequila. And I'm like, fucking man. You know, um, but then even when Sam is, when Sam is keeping an eye on Meg. He does the same thing <gasps> that he did in Bookman, where he just, like, lurks outside her house. Right? <laughs> I just wanted to mention. This dude has one mode and it's lurking. <laughs> I just wanted to mention. Because he's straight up just watching her getting changed in her apartment. Which is like, bro, I don't care why you're there. Turn your eyes away. But also, like, I've never met a woman who just, like, gets changed in front of a fucking window that isn't covered or uh-huh. closed. Uh-huh. Like, women yeah. don't do that. We yeah. are aware. That's how he should have known she was a demon. <laughs> no. I love Red Jacket Lady. Red jacket lady is a babe who bends down. It's like, <laughs> he's like, hello. She's like, pervert. I was <laughs> like, yes, bitch. You tell him. She is an and, icon. And Sam's like, oh, no, no. And I'm like, Sam, you cannot get out of this. I don't care what reason you have. You're watching a woman get changed while she is unaware. I mean, she's you not, are, but. You are like, well, to his knowledge, she's unaware. I was like, you are being a pervert. I don't care about your motivations. I know that you think she might be a demon, but that's not the point. Demons still deserve privacy and respect. Well, yeah, I guess so. Oh, man, he's really, he's touching people without consent. He's watching them get changed through bedroom windows. Sam, just pull your head out of your ass. But he doesn't just watch her through her bedroom window. He then... Fucking stalks her, which I get is, like, the whole point. But then he, like, climbs up the elevator shaft. I'm like, you're not subtle. Like, he's, like, grunting in exertion. And I'm like, I'm like, you're telling me you don't think that, like... She knows you're there. She, You think she's that oblivious. Do you know how fucking loud you must be being? Oh, my God. I but love... But also, it's not just that, like, she's not a normal person. Like, she <laughs> is knowledgeable enough to summon... A two millennia old fucking demon. Yeah. Like, do you think she really didn't notice you? Like, she's competent enough to summon a demon that's fucking ancient, but she didn't notice you grunting in her fucking elevator shaft. I love the idea that she is just standing there, like, murmuring nonsense into her fucking bowl, like, listening to Sam, making all this noise going, and she's just, like, making this mumbo-jumbo, and she's like, sake does this man really think he is being slick (laughs) she's like they're supposed to be professionals what the fuck and she's just like i'm gonna give him the worst yelp review you know (laughs) but no so like it just yeah uh speaking about meg and sam uh in the warehouse i guess i i really dislike when they sexualize the like any kind of torture or like when someone is restrained, like I, it makes me very uncomfortable. And it I has get, like this rapey vibe. <laughs> it does. And I get that it's horror. I get that it's supposed to make you uncomfortable, but my God, it just, and the fact that she just blatantly asks him, like, did that turn you on? I don't know what it is about the fact that she was just so specific and so blunt about it. But it was almost like that's horrible and also funny somehow. Like the fact that she was just like, did it turn you on? I'm like, no one says that. <laughs> no one says that. Um, Bethany, you just said it. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie, did it turn you on? <laughs> um, I, yeah, look, I really, 
it makes me uncomfortable every time and not just in a ooh spooky way like in a you didn't have to do that like you didn't have to lick his earlobe yeah that was a weird you know and like the fact that sam kind of like goes along with it and i get why he does because it's like to distract her but like we know she's not that stupid and i don't know it's just icky yeah icky is a good word Okay, so I actually want to talk about the scene that's just before that because you kind of just skipped immediately over oh, it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> where they're like, they're getting all the weapons out of the car and like checking yeah. all the weapons over. The sound effects in that scene of the weapons. Oh my god. Oh yeah, where they're like checking all the guns and stuff. The sound effects. The clicky clacky. The clicky clacky. <laughs> None of it is synced up correctly. No, I did actually None notice. Of it. Yeah. It was driving me insane, <laughs> but it was also hilarious at the same time. It's just like, they're going, and it just like, none of it matches up to when they're actually like, you know, checking the guns over and when they yeah. like, click them open and shit. Like, I don't know what the actual terms are. I've never touched a gun in my life. They're just checking them. But they're just checking them. And they're like, they're opening them up and making sure, tra- mm. like putting in um, ammunition. Ammunition. That's what I was trying to say. But then I forgot how to pronounce it mid-sentence. Uh, <laughs> But, like, the sound effects as they are, like, making sure they're loaded, terrible. Yeah. So goddamn bad. And one thing I'm noticing watching it back is, as the series goes on, they really do that sort of stuff a lot less. Not the terrible sound effects. They continue to do that. But (laughs) the, like, use of props just, like, throughout conversations, like, like, fixing guns and, like, packing bags and just, like, general, like, movement-y stuff. And I think it's probably partially because they end up with, like, a solid, like, home base kind of thing. So they're not moving around so much. But I realised, I was like, I feel like things, like, later down the track when if Dean is, like, cleaning his gun, it's more like it's habitual and he's doing something to busy himself because he's worried. You know, or, like, if they're rifling through something, it's like... They use the preparation of weapons, etc. as, like, a tool to show anxiety or anxiousness within the characters. Like, restlessness. Versus being just something that they've got to do. Practical. Yeah. It becomes less about actual maintenance that you would have to realistically do and more about, like, a storytelling device. And so, like, it's interesting because I never really paid attention to it, I guess, watching the show just for fun. But, like, now, like, watching it and, like, thinking about it, it's, I mean, obviously, it's a little bit away for you, but I just thought it was worth See, I've never watched the show any other way. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of things that they continue to do throughout the show, Dean is constantly, constantly carrying people out of smoke-filled rooms. (laughs) Again, I've never noticed this. But we're like, what is this? Episode 16. Episode 16, yeah. 16 episodes in. He has carried baby Sam out of the fire. He's carried grown-up Sam out of the fire. Now he's carrying John out of the flare thing. He's averaging once every four episodes. He's carrying someone out of a burning or smoky building. Which, you know what I've spotted? What? I know where all of their lighting budget went. It's to that one scene with the flare. (laughs) They literally, like, they were like, we could hire... (laughs) Like, lighting for the entire series. Or they were like, we can just hire all the lighting for one scene in this entire season. And then it didn't work anyway because you can't see jack shit because it's too bright. Jamie, it's like, you know you know how you take, like, an average of something? 
Yeah. But I'm just like, this is an outlier and shouldn't have been counted. Like, like Spiders George. Spiders McGeorge. It's <laughs> that for the lighting. They were like, yeah, this whole season is well lit. And it's like, no, this one scene in episode 16 should not have been counted as it's an outlier. Yes, no, you are correct. They are. They did spend their entire lighting budget on the one flare. Oh, God. While we're talking about the scene with the flare, uh-huh. did you listen to the dialogue that Sam says before he lights the flare? Uh, something like, cover your eyes, close your eyes? Yeah, it's that. But he also gives, like, this full explanation oh, yeah. of, like, what a shadow <laughs> demon is. And he's like, let's light them up. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Sam, just do it. You don't time for this it was just so weirdly unnecessary and i I was like sam you've had a brilliant idea just execute it just be like (laughs) cover your eyes and light the fucking room up they'll they'll catch on you don't need to give them the footnotes (laughs) (laughs) no he really doesn't but he's like oh i I gotta let them know i better explain my theory before i enact it (laughs) it was a weird moment for me and i Yes, no, I agree. I did wow. manage that. I just forgot to bring it up. But yes, yes, that was an odd choice. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was definitely, it was a choice. Mm. I would like to point out, though, this should have been the end of Supernatural. They have completed their mission. They found Dad. <laughs> they, they're done. They have found their father. That was what this show was about. I was promised an ending. <laughs> Why isn't it here already? I think this is the third time that you've said that this should have been the end of Supernatural. And it still probably would have been better than the actual end of Supernatural. Oh, you're not even wrong. Honestly, if they ended up being like, wow, we found Dad. Now let's play Happy Families. It would have made more sense. Yeah. Though, while we are talking about Happy Families, well, you mentioned it offhandedly, and I'm just going to expand upon that point. Please do. Dean was the one who was like, I want us to be a family again. Yeah. But he's also the one who was like, nah, let's split up. Yeah. As if splitting up wasn't the thing that put them in this vulnerable position in the first place. You remember how I said that John is Dean's God <laughs> and like he, like Dean, there's no... I mean, that's concerning in a universe where I know <laughs> there is an actual God. You know, there's no, there's no room for questioning John. Also pagan gods, they take the form of scarecrows. Yeah, the religion of Supernatural is very, very complicated. Just you wait until, like, season five? I think it's season five. That is not reassuring. There's, like, a conference (laughs) of sorts. Is it like that ad that used to air on telly? That was, like, kind of the gods at the dinner table? Yes, but instead of it being about lamb, it's about... Spoilers. Spoilers. Redacted. (laughs) Well, it's not about redacted, but yeah. Um, So is it about gunshots then? No, it's not. (laughs) It's literally not about redacted gunshots or omitted, but... (laughs) Oh, omitted was the other one. God damn it, I got it. Um, You've sent me way too many memes about that, and I don't understand them, but they're very funny. They are funny. Yes, no, there's a conglomeration of religious figures, let's say that. Um, that you can look forward to in the in the non too distant future. Mm. What 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 a thing to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. Um. Anyway, getting back to my original point. Yes. Even though what Dean wants, it gets completely outweighed by what John wants Dean to do. So like, it doesn't matter what Dean wants, he will do what John wants. 
And so if John wants them to split up, they'll split up regardless. You know, it, it takes a lot for him to try and like defy John's orders. Whereas Sam's much more like, fuck you, bro. Sam to me is very like purposefully defiant. Like he's not defiant because he genuinely disagrees. He's defiant because he doesn't want to agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, everything that comes out of your mouth, I'm going to take the opposite stance. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to take the opposite position to you. Like I'm not, I do not want to agree with you. I don't care if I'm going to be wrong. I just don't want to agree with you. John could be like, I hate sardines. And you'd turn around and it'd be Sam just eating sardines with a fork from a tin. Like, I don't know what's your fucking problem. Sardines are delicious. Like, that's that's the attitude. And then there's also Dean being like, yeah, sardines. They're, they're gross. And then when John's not looking, he's like, hey, Sam, can I have a sardine? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you you make a good point. He's very much like anything that John says. Opposite. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. He's not even like... Yeah, th- he might not even need a reason. He's just like, well, that's what dad wants, so um, no, I want the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So when they are talking about running into Meg at the bar, and Sam's like, wow, that's a really weird coincidences. Yes, yes. And then they're like, wow, really weird coincidences never happened to us. I'm like, I wonder why. <laughs> I don't even know why, but like, I wonder why. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing's... Coincidental when it but comes it to Winchester's. Like, what a fucking cool winky dink. You just happen to be in the same bar. Surely they know something's fucking up. Like, I know. Like, and they know something's up, but also, like, they don't, you know? Yeah. Which is, to be fair, I, when I was watching that scene, I was like, I mean, Sam, like, sometimes things do just happen. Like, sometimes you just run into people in a place you're not expecting. You know what I miss, though? Flip phones. Phones these days just don't have the drama. You can buy Samsung flip phones now. I feel like you can't give them the same decisive clap because you smash the screen. But you can buy them. I've seen advertisements. But I was like, I was watching this episode and like the flip phones feature prominently. Like they're in multiple shots. I'm like, I I miss, I used to have a Motorola Razor because (laughs) I was a cool kid. I miss it. Like, I used to have a Nokia, a Nokia flip, yeah. The drama of, like, flipping your phone shut. Yeah, yeah. Unparalleled. Oh, That is, like, it just hit my nostalgia buttons. I was like, fuck yeah, flip phones. Yeah. Like, look, I understand that phones these days are way more practical and, like... You can, like... You can do so much more on them. use them like a laptop, yeah. But also, like... Like they don't that like I'm shaking my phone and it does nothing. I can't I can't flip it closed. It Why doesn't, doesn't my work. phone have a little aerial that I can play with when I'm bored? Exactly. My phone doesn't even have fucking snake. Like what a useless <laughs> phone. It oh. doesn't even have snake. I want snake on my phone. I miss you know? snake. What also, a game. What a creative name. <laughs> I love there's that old joke about like Australia. It's like, yeah, Australians are really creative with their names for animals. You got a green snake, it's called a green snake. You got a green snake in a tree, it's a green tree snake. You got a brown snake, it's a brown snake. You got a red snake with a black belly, well, it's a red belly black snake, isn't it? And I'm like, you're not fucking wrong. And that's how I feel about Snake the game. They were like, well, it's a game about a snake. Let's call it Snake. <laughs> Look, if anyone knows of any like snake replicas, like snake replica mobile games, like hit me up. You'd probably find one in the app store. Yeah. Tweet Jamie with your suggestions for like nostalgic phone games. 
You're, you're, you're jumping forward a little bit here, aren't you, Bethany? Oh, we'll come, we'll circle back around. I'll, I'll reiterate at the end of the episode. <laughs> I don't think I have anything left to fully discuss this episode. So do you have anything else this week, Bethany? Anything else you wish to torture me with? <laughs> so before we wrap up, I did want to ask you about a couple of things. So obviously we've talked about uh, Sam and Dean and how they reacted to seeing John again. Um, now that you've had a little bit more screen time with John, I just want to check in on how you're feeling about him as a character. Has anything changed? I just, I'm just curious. Look, I will say the John apologism was really strong in this episode. Yeah. Like potent, like almost knocked me out sort sort of potent. It's like they really can't decide what to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of, as someone who's watching it for the first time, like obviously I don't have a lot of the context that the later seasons provide Mm -hmm. in terms of just, what John was actually like as a parent, but it just, I don't know. There's something about John that makes me like vaguely uncomfortable. Yeah. And maybe it's just because I've heard so much about how he's like a shitty parent. Maybe it's the fact that both of his grown sons call him sir. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Big yikes. I feel feel like that's how I (laughs) described it a couple of episodes ago. Big Big yikes. Um, So... I feel like I, – I don't like John. Like, I feel like that's fair enough to say. I don't like John. But also, like, I don't know enough about John to be like, this is why I don't like John. Yeah. I just don't like John. No, that's absolutely fair. Um, the other character that I wanted to check in with you about is Meg. Do you have any – Girl boss, gatekeep, gaslight. <laughs> she is an icon. I love Meg. I love her. Um, I'm but really also, like, they're like, like, oh, her. she's dead. It's like, she's not fucking dead. Oh, like, are you seriously going to assume she's dead? I'm like, you know she's, like, you, I mean, I you know she is capable of summoning a fucking ancient demon. Do you really think, like, do you, yeah, exactly. It's just, like, you didn't even check the body. You just assumed that she was dead. I mean, I guess they don't have any reason to think that she wouldn't be dead, I guess. Like, she did fall out of, like, a multi-story building. But, like, still. You'd think he would check. You'd think, like, she's probably hip. She's pretty hip with the supernatural. She's clearly got, like, demon summoning capabilities. Like, Like, why are you assuming that this person who knows how to... Like, and the thing is, she competently summoned this shadow demon. Like, Mm. it's not like uh, a couple of episodes back where the... Preacher's wife had oh, faith. Yeah. Faith in faith. Yes, um, it's not like a couple of episodes back in faith where the preacher's wife had death on a leash. Essentially, the reaper. Yeah, the reaper on a leash. And it's um, what makes you think that this person who was capable of summoning, you know, millennia old demon. Yeah, like because she knows how to do it and she does it competently mm. enough to be able to really accurately set it on people and she yeah. did it as a trap to you which means that she's even further connected into the supernatural than you realize why would you assume that she is dead why would you not check that yeah. she is dead do you have any thoughts about like obviously she survived and she sees them driving away at the end do you have any thoughts about where her character is going like how her character is going to continue to be involved I don't know how she's going to continue to be involved. Yeah. But, like, I just want to see her again, you know? Yeah. I do. I love Meg. She is one of my favourite recurring characters. 
Does she recur the entire way through, or is she just sort of in this first, like, she, era? She makes it further than a lot of other recurring characters, like, in terms of, like, the amount of time. I think she gets to about the midway point of the series. Okay. That's actually really good, considering it's, like, a 15-year show. Like, and obviously actors have conflicts of, like, interests and yeah. schedules, and, like, it's not always easy to be a recurring character yeah. on the same project for like 15 years especially if you're not getting consistent work out of it her character is a really fun like she goes through a really like fun like evolution like as a she is a side character but she's a relatively well fleshed out one like it's it's fun to see her and whenever we get like meg it's like oh yeah it's meg you know like Fuck yeah meg um, oh, do you know, actually, I tell a lie. She does go further than that. She does. Yeah. No, she does go further than that. I just, she has, um, she, she's in one of the late, late seasons. Mm. I just remembered. So she, she pretty she, she consistent. drops off. She's a recurring character for the first, like, seven, eight seasons, and then she sort of disappears for a little bit, and then she pops back right in for the end. last couple of seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. That's fun. But, yes, no, she does. Um... Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy Meg. I'm glad that you finally got to have a recurring female character who's a boss-ass bitch. So (laughs) I guess unless you wanted to bring up anything else, that takes us to the end of the episode. Um, In which case, how would you rate this episode of Supernatural? Oh, no. I always forget to think about what I'm going to rate the episode of Supernatural. (laughs) I just watch it and I pick out all the flaws and then I'm like, how, how harsh is too harsh? Like, <laughs> how much? How much did I actually enjoy it? Like, were the flaws so bad that it detracts from it, or did they circle back around and become good? <laughs> I think I'm gonna give it three stars. Oh, that's pretty solid. Mm. I would give it three and a half, right? But the gun sound effects when they're cleaning the guns too too distracting. I can't do it. I'm docking at half a point for that alone. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Um, so the only other thing is the next episode, so episode 17, is called Hell House. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, predictions, anything going into it? So with a title like Hell House, my gut instinct is to say it's like a house itself. You know, like the doors shut and like trap people in and like, Aspects of the house come to life to kill people. Like that animated movie. Like the animated Monster movie. Monster House. Monster House. Oh my god, I forgot about that movie. Dude, like that's what it's bringing that. to mind. <laughs> Look, if it's not too late when we finish recording this, like we'll just watch Monster House after this. It'll be like midnight, but it'll be great. Oh, what a vibe. Oh, what a movie. I genuinely forgot about that movie. It used to horrify me as a child. The Grumpy Old Man. Ooh. Actually, that movie is fucked up. Isn't his, like, wife, like, buried in concrete in the basement or some shit? And that's where the house is evil? I haven't watched the movie in a long time, so... I'm pretty sure I that's couldn't the take, story. But it's the Buscemi in Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what a weird fucking world. He pops up in the most random films. Do you watch Miracle Workers? Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is really off topic. Yeah. And I think I, th- I think that's enough for me to say about what I think next week will yeah. be. So. 
So that just about does it for this episode. If you want to interact with us at all, you can always find Jamie over on Twitter at DriverPixPod. Um, you could always tweet her any of your favorite nostalgic phone games. I'm sure she'd be so happy to find the modern versions to download onto her phone. I just want Snake on my phone. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> That's all I want. I'm a 24-year-old lady. That's all I want. <laughs> but if you want to yell at Bethany over on Tumblr, she's at DriverPixThePodcast. And I'm sure she would really like a running total of every time Dean carries someone out of a burning building. Maybe even, maybe even like flooding buildings and shit. Like any time Dean carries someone out of a building so that they don't die. That sounds great. I would love that. We can have like all the different AUs. Firefighter Dean, scuba diver Dean. <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, hope to see you back next week.